0: what it do baby yeah yo what know. what it do baby what it do what it do clipper nation welcome back to shoot the trey i am of course your host trey gamble and welcome back to another segment of our weekly recaps where we're gonna recap all the games this past week i think i've kind of settled on releasing episodes every monday as opposed to sunday um and yeah we're just gonna pretty much get right into it we have a lot to cover um in a short amount of time I try to keep these episodes as short as possible um just so you guys can uh um you know not spend a super long time you know listening to me talk by myself um I do plan on getting some people on the pod eventually um so we're gonna be recapping the two Rockets games the Spurs game um and the Jazz game um that happened last night and um we're going to be looking at the Cavs ahead um, tonight. Um, so we're going to start with the uh, Halloween game versus the Rockets. Um, of course, Kawhi um, still not playing. Um, Luke Kennard is going to be starting uh, that game. Luke is going to be starting in that game for us. And um, this was our first game since Paul George promised that he was going to be better. And boy, has he been spectacular um, starting off this game. Um, just right from the get-go, just all over the place. He shot 26 times tonight. Um, just unbelievable, um, week for PG, um, starting with this, uh, Halloween game. 35-9-8, six steals on 15-26, and um, including the game winner where Eric Gordon played some really, really good defense on him, but, uh, it just wasn't enough. Just better offense from a, uh, really great offensive player. Just, man, it, it, he was flirting with the quadruple double if you really think about it. Um, um, I'm not quite sure how many turnovers he had. He could have had a sink. Sing- what what is it? What is it called when you have like five like a double just I don't know. Um, anyways, um, 26 shot attempts for PG as well. Is all I'm really looking at. He shot 15 of 26, and just that is so efficient, um, especially for you know someone like him. Um, for anybody to be honest. I mean if you're shooting twenty six times and making fifteen of them, I mean that's 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 insane. Um, uh, jumping into the away game versus the Rockets, um we got Moses Brown getting his first like actual look of the season. Um I'm gonna be I'm not, uh, I'm gonna be completely honest. Um I a lot of these games I have not been able to fully watch. Um just, you know, these start time when it's an away game, these start times are so like so much earlier. Um, that I'm at work most of the time. So some of these games are going to be, you know, like my second half, um, you know, kind of takeaways from the game. Um, when I do have time, I do try to watch watch all the games over again whenever I do have time. But uh, time is very limited for me right now, unfortunately. Mondays are kind of my free day. So here we are. Um, we are in Houston now. Moses Brown uh, getting, um, you know, uh, a good look um, with Zubing and in foul trouble. And <clears> – <throat> This was kind of the start of uh, us go- going with a bigger lineup, so we had a, a decent amount of a bigger lineups, um, I feel like, recently, um, especially since we have had Rocco back out of uh, health and safety protocols. There's been times where Rocco has been the small forward, <clears throat> and, you know, we've, we've just been a lot bigger out there um, with the size and Terrence getting an increase in minutes, um, especially last night against the Jazz. Um we had uh, some pretty big lineups out there, I feel like, uh, if I remember correctly. Uh, Moses Brown played really, really well. Um, and, you know, it I, I saw this on the timeline. It, it really reminded people of the Boban game in uh, Denver where it's just, you're just not expecting him to play. But, you know, just him being tall and being thrown in there just throws off so many people. Um, you know, just having a lob threat in Moses Brown really opened up the floor for shooters because when you're driving, like I say, like, you know, John Wall, Moses Brown pick and roll, um, Wall had some really nice passes to Moses in this game. Um, the defense is going to collapse, you know, and play, you know, the roller really tight, you know, leaving the shooters like the weak side guy is going to drop down, um, you know, to try to take away the lob threat and that's going to leave, you know, the best shooter in the world, Luke Kennard open, one of the best shooters in the world, I should say, um, open and he's going to knock that down 40 to 45% of the time. And if it's wide open, that that percentage only increases. Uh, so Moses Brown got a really good look. Um, what did he end up finishing with? I want to see him. He had double digit points. Uh, Moses Brown, 12 minutes, 13 points, 7 rebounds. Um, and, you know, I thought, you know, maybe we would get another good look at him um, in the next game against San Antonio, um, you know, because he, he just played so well in his minutes. Um, let me get this straight. Moses Brown is not good at basketball at all. Um, he's just really, really tall and, you know, inserting him, you know, getting him like the Boban shift, like every few games he would just come in and just cause complete chaos. Um, he was just really good at being tall. Uh, he did his job. He did exactly what he needed to do and, you know, really shifted the game uh, in our favor. Um, I just kind of thought we were going to get another good look at him, um, at some point in these next few games that we're about to talk about, but we never really did. Uh, I don't think he actually played unless it was in garbage time. But um, yeah, I did not see him. He did not. I know for a fact he did not play any more meaningful minutes um the rest of the week. Um, but he did his job. You know when he his his number was called, he did his job, and you got to give him props. You know you got to give him, even though he's not very good at basketball, you got to give him you know his due. You know when he when he deserves it. You know and he played really really well um in that third quarter for us. Um, you know filling it for Zoo. You know filling it for Zoo when he was in foul trouble. Um. <clears throat> And let's move on to the next game. But before that, we're gonna get into some side notes. Um, just uh, before we get into this next game against the Spurs, um, I kind of want to touch up on this. Um, you know, maybe we have like some side segments. So, you know, uh, like in between, you know, each game that we go through, maybe there's some side uh, notes about you know the te- uh, different teams around the NBA and stuff. Um, Kyrie got suspended. Uh, I'm not gonna really comment too much on that, but Kyrie does get suspended, and he's welcome back to the team. Um, If he completes, you know, these six, like this little checklist that Brooklyn, you know, gave him. And uh, there's like some fear that we're not, I don't want to say fear. There's this uh, speculation that he's not going to complete, you know, those six tasks or whatever. And who knows what's going to happen if he gets waived. I don't even know how that'll work if he gets moved. No, I don't think anyone wants to trade for him. Me personally, I don't think trading for him is worth it nowadays, um, especially with all the, you know, the shit that comes around with him. You know, I just don't think, I think he's just so fed up. Like, him himself, he's just so fed up with all the media and shit. So, um, yeah, that's that's Kyrie, man. Uh, it's just been that, he's been like that. He's been, you know, the little diva for a long time now. So, I just don't think it's really worth trading for him um, at this point. You know, having him around the locker room or, you know, causing all this, um, you know, ruckus or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Russell Westbrook, ever since coming off the bench, has been absolutely really, really good for the Lakers. I've been catching a lot of Laker games recently um and man the Lakers are just so awful man who could have seen this coming man wow everyone except Laker fans who could have seen this coming um LeBron's hurt AD's fighting a back injury um and they just don't look good I saw a report today uh, that Anthony Davis is tradable um they're looking to get rid of him um they can't trade LeBron because he just signed an extension um so enough of that uh, LeBron is literally untradable this season um to my understanding um Russ, no one's going to trade for that contract. Obviously, they're just going to let it expire this year, and then it'll be... I'm pretty sure he's a free agent next season. Next offseason, or this coming offseason, I should say. But uh, no one's trading for Russ. The only tradable piece they have is AD, but realistically, what is AD's trade value? Um, you know, it's crazy saying that because, like, you know, when in 2019 when the Lakers traded for him, um, you know, when they got, you know, B.I., Josh Hart. Um, no, they didn't get Kuzma, obviously. all those picks, you're really like, wow, is that enough for AD? Like, I feel like, you know, that's not enough for him. And now we're talking, like, we're talking about AD, like, he's not, like, some, like, superstar. And He's been so great defensively. Um, You know, he's been almost as good as Big Zoo. I'm just kidding. But, obviously, you know, Zoo's been off on that level with AD defensively, like, stunting at the ball handler, then recovering back to the roller, man. Zoo's just been so good, man. I can't even, I can't even describe, you know, my feelings towards Zoo. Um, Pause, but, (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, but Russ has been hooping. AD is tradable, but um, obviously he's been fighting that back injury. Everyone knows about that, but he's still been really, really good defensively. Uh, I feel like he's been really, really good in the first half of games, and then he just kind of disappears in the second half. Um, LeBron's been hurt, and he's he just looked old, man. It really, really sucks um, to see it to say that. But he's just this is the first time like the longest stretch I've really, really seen him still consistently old. Um, just can't buy a butt jumper um he's missing i feel like he's missed a decent amount of layups too uh i don't want to get too in too sidetracked on the lakers but i've really really like been too, like honing in on lakers hoops this season too oh uh, is kind of cool um whenever i've had you know time you know at the end of the day to like watch Lakers laker games or whatever um anyways uh I just, I, my only note here was just russ is hooping and i just got a whole tangent um but, you know i like talking hoops man what can i say um, my second side note: There's no timetable for for Kawhi, uh, according to Ohm, uh, notorious Ohm on Twitter. He covers the Clippers for ESPN. Really, really great uh, reporter. Um, there's no timetable for Kawhi, and I don't know. I just take that with. I don't really care about like you know the no timetable thing because literally every single Clipper injury is no timetable. I mean, it's really really annoying. I think like us as fans, we've all you know come to understand. Or not? I don't even want to say understand. We've really all come together, and we just all totally just disagree with how the Clippers, you know, are so um, to themselves about players' injuries. And you know, I get the frustration, but um, I, it's, I don't, I just don't really feel like we need to know, you know, every little detail about another person's health. I mean, I get it. Like we're the fans. Like we're the ones that support. But I mean, is a human too. I mean, everyone is a human, but I feel like definitely, you know, the Clippers are the most transparent, or the most non-transparent, sorry, team in the league when it comes to injuries, and it's really frustrating, it's been like that forever now, Um, and it it sucks, it really does suck at times, because you really want to know the status of your best player, and we do deserve to know the status of our best player, but at the end of the day, um, if they don't want to share their, you know, medical stuff, we can't really, we can't do anything about it, like, let's just face it, we can't do anything about it, but I definitely disagree um, with how you know they handle you know injury situations but no timetable can really mean anything it could be day to day week to week and um there's an exchange that pop and tyloo had after the spurs game which we're going to get into in a second um where it looked like uh pop asked tyloo about Kawhi, and then tyloo said you know maybe a few more weeks um a couple weeks few weeks or whatever so uh, maybe that is what it is um if it means holding out Kawhi for you know Three about two more weeks would be a month that Kawhi's been out. He's already missed the last, like, seven or eight, I want to say eight games now, uh, nine tonight, if he's not going to play against uh, the Cavs. Um, so Kawhi's going to miss his ninth straight game. And if he misses two more weeks, that's going to be a whole entire month. So if that means, you know, Kawhi's getting ramped up um, in workouts or whatever, uh, if he's, you know, trying to get that uh, knee back to 100% so he can just come back and start, then this is definitely worth it, I think. If, if you're guaranteeing me... Well, no, nothing's guaranteed, obviously, but if you're giving me, if you're telling me that we're going to get, you know, Kawhi at 80, 85, 90% when he comes back in two weeks, uh, I would say I'll, I'll take it, obviously. Um, as opposed to, you know, he plays with the stiffness and we get like 70% of him, I'd much rather, excuse me, I'd much rather just, you know, send him out for the rest of this, you know, until Thanksgiving. And then, you know, bring him back, um, for, you know, hopefully the rest of the season. Um, have him sit his back to back, you know, do his usual Kawhi thing. And then um <coughs> excuse me, I'm still a little under the weather, if you can't tell. But um I would say um give Kawhi two more weeks and then hopefully he can come back, you know, play thirty minutes. But I feel like it's a little unrealistic, um, considering, you know, it's just if you just kinda use common sense like if you're feeling stiffness, you know, and you sit out for a month, it's really, really... I, I just don't think it's really, you know, reasonable to just come back and just be the superstar that you are. There's definitely... No matter, like, when he comes back, there's going to be, like, a rustiness and, like, a ramp-up time or whatever, um, I feel like. um, So, I'm not... uh, I'm not totally tripping yet, but, like, if we're in 2023 and Kawhi is still, you know, like, missing consecutive games, then it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a little dicey. But, like I said, I'm going to give him... Like I said a few pods ago, I'm going to give him until Thanksgiving if he's not, you know, back and playing games. Or at least, like, at least playing a little bit, um, you know. If he's not playing, then uh, I'm going to be really, really concerned um, considering how much time he's had off um, between all of last season and, you know, um, you know, the last 16 and 17 months, however long it's been since, you know, his surgery or whatever. Um, but, you know, there's been these reports saying, or, like, Doctors, I don't know, I've just seen shit on Twitter, Um, you know, it's normal to feel stiffness in the knee um, after, you know, coming back, you know, from an injury, and nothing beats in-game reps, I think I've said that before, I've touched on that, nothing beats in-game reps, so, you know, if he's, you know, if this is him, you know, getting his first, you know, look at in-game reps, and he's feeling stiffness, and he just needs to sit for a little bit, and then come back and play, that's totally fine. Like, if he's going to be totally fine by Thanksgiving, um, then I'm all for it. But if not, it's going to be really, really scary. Anyways, let's get into the Spurs game. Um, first off, I want to say I really hope Luke Kennard's okay. Um, he's been out the last two games with chest discomfort. He's questionable tonight. We're not entirely sure if he's playing. But uh, chest discomfort can mean a ton of things. Um, I mean, what's in your chest? Your heart, right? Like, I hope there's nothing. God forbid there's nothing to do with his heart or anything. He's just, you know, feeling some congestion or whatever who knows, but chest, or if he got, if he just got hit really hard, he has like a bruised chest or whatever, who knows, I just really, really hope he's okay, that is not something to take lightly, um, take all the time you need, uh, Luke, but man, I really, really hope he's okay, um, John Wall cracked 25 plus minutes, and I kind of want to talk about John Wall real quick, um, he just looks so good, I think I kind of overreacted to, you know, how good he was the first, like, three or four games or so, I kind of want to cut back on that, and, um, I mean, compared to what Reggie's been, um, hopefully Reggie's okay, he's been banged up knee, uh, last night, didn't play the whole second half, I just really, really hope, um, you know, uh, Reggie's okay, um, John Wall finally getting the training wheels off, uh, which is cool, um, I just kind of want to cut back, you know, I just really kind of overestimated, um, I think I kind of overlooked, or not overlooked, what's the word, I just think I kind of overreacted to, you know, how good John Wall was, um, you know, the first three games, the first three games, three or four games he was really really good. Um, but I feel like these last the last week he's really really taken way too many jumpers in the mid-range, the three-pointers. He's shooting like I want to say like less than 20% from 3, less than 25% from 3 for sure. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but the eye test just screams might like 20 25% from 3. <clears throat> um, and he just should not be shooting any threes. Um, there's been a couple of possessions this season where he's gone 2 for 1. He shot some stupid ass three, no chance of going in. He actually airballed like three shots last night against Utah, which uh, is a uh, no bueno. He like airballed like a mid range, like three feet to the left. I feel like, if I remember correctly, it was not good um, against the Jazz. But we're not on the Jazz yet. We're talking about the, uh, the Spurs game. John Wall cracked 25 plus minutes for the first time. How many did he end up playing actually? <coughs> Excuse me, 27, 27 minutes for John Wall. Uh, Reggie played thirty-seven. Jesus Christ. Um, John Wall had fifteen and six. Um, you know, pretty uh, pretty good game for John. Um, but I just kind of want to touch you know on him a little bit. Um, overall, this season I think he's been really really good. I think he's been good. Um, my one criticism is I just think he just he just shoots too many jumpers. And it's really really like annoying. Every time I see a John Wall mid range, I like I, I cringe a little bit. It's, it's not a pretty sight. Like, his jump shot does not look that good. Like, his form is, I don't really like his form. Um, I, it just, I feel like he has a little, like, hitch in it. I don't know. It's just Maybe that's just me. I just don't like John Wall's jumper. Um, he needs to shoot less of them. Just keep going to the rim. His rim pressure is insane. The amount of pressure he puts on the rim, um, you know, kicks out the shooters. So he'll go, like, a one-man fast break. is one of the coolest, like, one-man fast breaks I've seen since Blake um, on the Clippers. Um John Wall just goes he went one on 3 and one on 4 a few times. Um this season like obviously that behind the back, you know, signature John Wall move that he does, really really cool stuff. Um he's defensively this season I just, I just I don't even know what to say. He's just definitely not the defender he really was um when he was in his prime, but um definitely better than Reggie. Um both of these guys like they just get caught sleeping a lot like on screen or like on backdoor cuts and stuff, there's a few times John fell asleep. Reggie always falls asleep. But we've been on that, um, but John, I just think uh, could stand to shoot the ball a lot less. Um, but I mean, he was never—he's never been a jump shooter, so I don't know where this. Uh, like I don't know why he's so jump shot hungry. He's always just been a guy that just attack the rim, can always been a really really good finisher. He's been a good finisher so far for the Clips, but just the the mid range like off the pick and roll it's just it's super questionable to me and he's just shooting the ball so bad right now i mean obviously some like positive regression is going to come eventually um and maybe you know instead of shooting oh for 10 or like oh for five on mid-range jumpers we'll shoot you know one for five or like two for seven or on mid-ranges or whatever but or three for seven you know whatever the whatever the case is but uh i just don't really like john wall jump shots i think a lot of you guys would agree with me uh, zoo bots had a poster dunked on three spurs you know just a normal zoo that you know we've been accustomed to seeing He's finished with 17 and 15 and that's just that's just what zoo is at this point if you're going to give zoo bots minutes zoo played 36 minutes in this game if you're going to give him 36 plus minutes and his, his per 36 has always been you know like upwards of 18 to 20 points a game and like 12 to 15 rebounds like his th- per 36 has always been like that i'm just finally glad you know that he's getting this you know his shot you know to f- play all these minutes especially since the Clippers don't have a you know playable backup center um but zoo getting all these minutes um is just such a great thing to see and it really shows you know the trust Ty has to you know, really put in him um so uh, shout out big zoo man he's been he's been great um, getting notifications. Oops. Um, some side notes. Um, from uh, yesterday before the Jazz game, uh, Kawhi and Luke at shoot around. Uh, they were working out. Uh, hopefully, you know, Luke, like I said, the uh, Luke's thing isn't serious, and Kawhi's rec- uh, progressing well. Um, which is what came out yesterday. It said that he was progressing well. Um, so who knows at this point? Um, how good Kawhi is at progressing, but um, we're hoping. You know, two more weeks is my uh, target. Hopefully, um, let's talk about this Jazz game before we uh, get uh, on rolling here. I caught a lot of this game. Uh, Marcus Morris off the bat, getting three straight buckets on Malik Beasley, just in, just getting the ball in the mid post and just going to work. It's just, it's just, it's clockwork for him. Um, John Wall jumper again, just terrible. Um, he's shooting the free throws like Dwight Howard. Um, I would love to see his free throw percentage. I, I actually would really like to see it, um, but I don't have it with me right now. But uh he was 0-4, I believe, in the Jazz game. Mike Conley continues to just kill us at age 35 and it's just it's just like this never ending, you know, cycle of just Mike Conley. Um whenever he plays us, whether it was with the Grizzlies and those gritty playoff series or just with the Jazz when he's like damn near forty just cooking us and man, it's just uh it's just uh it's a great thing to see, obviously. Even though I'm completely joking. But yeah, Mike Conley cooked us again. Um just he cooks us in the same ways every time. He's just so much quicker than anyone. Um none of the Clippers guards can stay in front, which is another big issue the Clippers have. Um between all of their guards. The only really like the only guard that can stay in front of anybody is Terrence. Um if you want to count Paul George and the shooting guard Paul George. Um and Norman Powell defensively is terrible. He's so overrated defensively. He's just overrated in general. Norman Powell I am like almost completely off the Norman Powell train. Um, I said earlier in the season that Norman, you know, he's pos- He's, he's last year. He was a really good basketball player. There's zero chance that at the age of 28, he's just washed. Like, I just don't believe that at all. Um, and it really like sucks that he has not found anything yet. Uh, we were coming into the season. We were just really re- like, I like myself was going to rely on him heavy. Um, you know, to, you know, come in and play some good minutes, um, you know, take a lot of that scoring load, but he, that has clearly not been the case. Uh, Norman in this game had six points in twenty-one minutes. Um, came off the bench. Um, just he, a lot of the times, man, you just don't even know he's out there. If you want me to be honest with you, and a lot of you guys would agree with me as well, um, he's just he's just been a pedestrian out there. You can say the same for Nico Batum, which really, really sucks. Um, you know, Nico he's just he's just not looked good. This season, uh, I mean, he's getting older. I think I want to say he's 33 ish. Let me actually see how, how old is Nico. Uh, Nico is, yeah, 33, same as his number. Um, Roko came back, didn't score in six minutes. Um, he's kind of working his way back to the conditioning level. But uh, Norman Powell, terrible. Nicholas Batumas has just been eh, like really, really eh, um, this season. Reggie Jackson played 20 minutes. Um, he got hurt, didn't play the second half, I believe. Um, John Wall uh, played like. Uh, 18 straight minutes in that second half, I believe. Um, finished with 12 and six. Um, you know, just putting his rim pressure. Uh, that's just what he does. He does that really, really well. Um, it's really nice to see him get downhill. He likes to do that move where like he's dribbling at the top or like the left wing or whatever. He'll start dribbling like to like the, uh, he'll dribble to the nail a little bit. Like, uh, he'll just uh, like walking towards like, you know, the top of the key And then he'll quickly cross over. That's how he he got that uh, that bucket in the San Antonio game. He really likes that move where he starts dribbling to his right, like he's gonna pass the ball um, to you know like PG on the right wing or something. And then he quickly crosses over to the left. He just goes all the way. Um, He had that a few times um, this past week. Uh, Paul George was a superstar in that first half. He just was cooking in the entire first half. He had a really good third quarter too. I believe. uh, I believe. Um, 24 in the first half, um, in like 21 minutes, or, or like, I don't remember how many minutes he played in that first half, but, um, obviously he didn't play the entire first half, but 24 points in that first half for Paul, um, played really, really well. Um, and we were really competing with this, this feisty jazz team that are just somehow so good. Lowry Markkinen, um, has been their best player, um, uh, which is like crazy. Like he's having a really weird career, like resurgence. Like he hasn't even, he hasn't even been bad, like his entire career. He's just, He's just not been, you know, what people thought he was going to be. Um, you know, with Chicago and with Cleveland last year, he wasn't very good. Um, but he this year he's averaging like 22, 23 points a game. Like he had that crazy game in the um and during the summer uh, when he was playing for the Finland team. I don't remember like what he put up, but he put up some crazy ass numbers if I remember. Um and uh just want to, you know, put my zoo uh, all-defense team propaganda out there because uh, that's definitely a possibility. He currently leads the league in blocks with 26. Um, I believe second is Rudy Gobert with 20. Oh, no, Nick Claxton with uh, 24. Uh, Zoo is at the top, you know what I'm saying, which is pretty, pretty fucking cool. Um, shout out, Big Zoo, holding it down. Paul George, big congratulations, player of the week. 3-1 record, 33-6-6. and um, You kind of knew it was coming after that Spurs game um it's like man Paul George player of the week watch like we're really really getting there but man Paul George played really really well um unfortunately uh Clippers did not win that Jazz game um but you know Jazz have been coming out the gates firing Jordan Clarkson's so annoying but um that little shot sucker man he gets him to go he's tough man what can you say so that's going to wrap it up for me. to Oh my gosh, I cannot talk. That's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, man, it's a really lengthy episode. I apologize. If you guys did enjoy, make sure you follow me on Twitter at L-A C underscore. That is T-R-E-Y-L-A-C underscore. And I will see you all in the next one. Peace.